0: Welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, President of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this edition of News in Focus is your host, Chris Long. And welcome to this edition of News in Focus. We're glad that you've joined us. Well, for those of you that were ma- able to make it out to the Ohio Christian Alliance Freedom Banquet last Thursday at the Akron Fairlawn Hilton, we had a great event uh, with a Candidate Forum and with uh, Bill Fetter from the American Minute, and it was a good crowd and just a good engagement, and everybody went away encouraged, uh, and that's what we want in actually fighting for the freedoms in this American republic. Well, the election is quickly approaching. March 19th is the primary for Ohio. Super Tuesday is March 5th, but Ohio's primary is March 19th. And, of course, you'll be voting for president, the U.S. Senate, uh, congressional races, Ohio House, Ohio Senate, and some local races, And, of course, this is the primary. This sets the stage for who we will be electing to office in November. And so uh, it's important for you to be aware of who is in the primary race. And we do have several primary challenges in the U.S. Senate. It is Frank LaRose, the current Secretary of State, Bernie Marino, uh, Cleveland businessman and Matt Dolan, a state senator, that are facing off against each other in the U.S. Senate race. On the congressional side, in the 13th congressional district, which is Summit County and part of Stark County, uh, there is a primary on the Republican side as well. Former state senator Kevin Coughlin, facing off against a Hudson City Councilman Chris Banwig, and both of them were at the Ohio Christian Alliance uh, Freedom Banquet in part of the uh, took part of the candidate forum. So it's a very informative evening and and there'll be a voter guide on our website so that you can understand where these candidates stand on important issues of life and morality, and that will be on the Ohio Christian Alliance website. Uh, Look for that. um, This weekend is when the voter guide will be available. We have surveyed all the candidates running for office on both the U.S. Senate, Congressional, Ohio House, and Ohio Senate, and those who have responded to the survey— we will publish the results so at least you'll have some information of where these candidates stand on important issues that are of value to you. Well, we want to talk to you about another event that's coming up here in Northeast Ohio, and it's the Bring America Back to Life Conference. And I think this is their 15th annual, so it's hard to believe it's been 15 years since uh, Cleveland Right to Life, in partnership with other life organizations, have launched this convention. It is coming up March 8th and 9th, that's um, Friday and Saturday, right here in Independence, at the Embassy Suites and it's always it's a great venue it's a great conference we've always enjoyed it over the years and we have the executive director of Cleveland Right to Life Kate Macra who's on the phone with us right now to tell us a lot more Kate welcome to the program
1: well, thank you, Chris. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, I'm sure this is a very busy time for you and the uh, committee as you're getting ready for this great conference. So um, yeah. uh, so tell us a little bit about the Bring America Back to Life conference, uh, why that's so important to Cleveland Right to Life, and for the cause of life, and especially after the losses of election losses of last year with the passage of Issue 1, uh, it's great to see that life groups are re-engaging and a thrust for education and education among young people when it comes to the life issue. Explain.
1: Well, absolutely hit the nail on the head, Chris. Um, so after the election, of course, there was, uh, there was a lot of wailing and gnashing of teeth. And a lot of people on our side were uh, understandably upset. And, and of course we were, and I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It was a a punch to the gut for sure. But, but there was not a lot of people saying, okay, well, that's it. You know, we're going to take our ball and go home because we lost. No, of course we needed some time to, to regroup and, and gather ourselves. But more of the reaction that I got from our people was what can we do? What do we do next? What happens next? So we just need to to sort of marshal our forces. You know, we're like the boxer in the ring that gets knocked down. Uh, We go back to our corner, our trainer kind of puts the smelling salts under our nose and, um, you know, bandages our cuts. And then we go back out into the ring uh, to fight another round. And that's exactly what we're doing. And you, I'm so glad you mentioned education because that is one of the cornerstones of what we do at Cleveland right to life. Regardless of what happened with Issue 1, we were always planning to continue with, with education because it is so vitally important that we, we get these young people and we get them to understand, especially because of all the incoming that they have with social media and video games and just the, the degradation of the, the traditional family, uh, you know, young people just don't stand a chance these days. So we have to try to, to counteract some of that with education. And as you mentioned, one of the ways we can do that is with our Bringing America Back to Life convention. And it is our 15th annual convention, and we're very blessed to be able to have a wonderful slate of guests this year. And it has become an annual pilgrimage that people make to Northeast Ohio. And I'm proud to say that many people regard it as the preeminent pro-life event in the country, not just in Ohio, but in the country. Because uh, we have a confluence of uh, scientists, pro-life activists, of doctors, uh, authors, people of the cloth who come and they speak about their, their various areas of expertise. And the goal is to equip and engage the folks who attend, and not just to sit there and say, "Okay, well, that was a nice speaker, and then go home and put that away for another day. No, we want to give the folks who come to our convention, information that they can then use and go out, and we want to turn them into pro-life activists as well. And so the first step is, of course, education, as you mentioned.
0: We're talking with Kate with the uh, North uh, Northeast Ohio uh, Cleveland Right to Life. Cleveland Right to Life. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Well, listen, um, it's so important that that the convention itself is a two-day event, and there's actually two dinners, one on Friday night, one on Saturday night. There's also, of course, the breakout sessions throughout the day. Walk us through the convention schedule, starting with Friday.
1: Okay, sure, I'd be happy to. So the convention begins on Friday, March 8th, and we have a breakfast speaker, and our breakfast speaker on Friday is Stephen Mosier. Now, Stephen Mosier, for those who may not be aware, he is the president of an organization called the Population Research Institute. And he has come to be known as an expert on um, China and Chinese communism and population control issues. So his journey began back in 1979 when he then considered himself to be uh, pro-abortion. You know, he was an atheist and he went in there as a social scientist. He was invited to go to China by the Chinese government. And while he was there, he, he witnessed several forced abortions where women were forcibly held down and forced to undergo abortions. And some of these abortions were late-term abortions. And it had such an impact on him that he eventually uh, became pro-life and he converted and became a man of faith and eventually converted to Catholicism. And so now uh, he's become an internationally recognized authority on China and he the title actually of his uh, lecture will be the devil in chinese communism because he he talks about the dangers of population control and so i think that that's going to be something that's very compelling that people will want to know about um, the our next speaker will be following uh, mr mosier is father patrick schultz and father schultz is he's a catholic priest and he also has a couple of different podcasts and he will be focusing on uh, our Lady of Guadalupe, and he's going to be talking about uh, our Blessed Mother. So the title of his uh, talk will be "Behold Your Mother, Guadalupe and the Culture of Life." And so his obviously his talk will have a focus on uh, the culture of life and how we as people of faith can uh, can nurture that that faith. Whether you're, it doesn't have to be uh, geared toward Catholics or not. I think that whether you're people of faith or not. Uh, I think that there will be something for everybody in Father Schultz's talk. And our lunchtime keynote speaker on Friday is somebody that I'm very, very excited to hear from. And your listeners may know the name Mark Houck uh, because his name has been in the news quite quite a bit recently. Um, He is the pro-life warrior and the father of seven who he was rudely... uh, dragged out of his house a little over a year ago at gunpoint in front of his wife and seven children. And the stormtroopers in the federal government charged him with a violating the <laughs> FACE Act, um, which is the, uh, you know, the, the act, the Federal Act the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act. And that's the, the federal act that the federal government has been using quite a bit recently to go after pro pro-life activists to try to put them in prison. And, uh, you know, there's a whole story behind that. But the bottom line is, is that, of course, uh, he fought those charges. They, they tried to get him to plead down to another charge, and he said, no, I'm not guilty of anything. And uh, praise God, he was acquitted of that. And so his story is a testament to standing up for, first of all, for your faith and saving babies. And he is—he's a strong man, and he's—he's um, he's really, really an impressive fellow. And the title of his talk will be "Saving Babies, FBI Raids, and God's Will." So I'm sure that folks are going to want to hear from him.
0: So it's—it's a, um, it's a two-day conference. You have Friday, you have Saturday. There's breakout sessions with these excellent speakers on both days, but let's talk about the dinner program for Friday night. Who is your keynote for the dinner program for Friday night?
1: Okay, sure. Well, our dinner uh, keynote speaker on Friday night is David B. Wright. And uh, for, for those folks in the pro-life movement, you may recognize David's name because he is the one of the founders of the 40, Day, 40 Days for Life movement. And that is the movement that started uh, quite a few years ago When pro life people got together and they said, What can we do? And it was sort of like how pro lifers are feeling now after issue one here in Ohio. Um, You know, after Roe v. Wade uh, made abortion a quote unquote constitutional right, uh, there were a lot of pro lifers that felt helpless, kind of like we feel now. And uh, David B. Wright uh, got together uh, a bunch of pro life warriors and they decided that they were going to start this organization called 40 Days for Life. And they were the ones who started the the movement of praying outside the abortion clinics and not just praying outside the abortion clinics, but being out there to counsel these women, uh, to offer alternatives. Um, and so when these women came out, instead of pointing their fingers at them and saying, you know, you're going to go to hell if you have this abortion. No, they were there to, with love and with forgiveness, say, there is another Option out there. Here, let me let me show you. You know, let me give you some help. And uh, he estimates that uh, he has, through his efforts, he uh, he has been able to help mobilize three quarters of a million volunteers in more than seven hundred cities across all fifty states. So his movement, where it started in in a in a one state, grew to seven hundred cities, and it eventually spread to to all fifty states. And he is credited with saving almost 15,000 babies' lives through his efforts, and he's helped to close uh, 96 abortion facilities as well. So he is uh, an amazing guy, very inspirational. I've, I've heard him speak before, and he's awesome. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to his speech on uh, Friday night, and our Saturday evening keynote speaker is Raymond Arroyo, and Raymond Arroyo, um, he is internationally known. He is a journalist, he's a producer, a New York Times bestseller. He's also a Fox News contributor. So, if you watch Fox News at all, you might recognize him from being on with Laura Ingram. But his main gig, uh, he is, uh, he's the founding news director and managing editor and lead anchor for EWTN News, which is Eternal Word Network. Uh, it's, the, it's the largest Catholic TV network in the world. And so that has been his, you know, his main job for many, many years now. But so he is known for his, his very important interviews, you know, he's done, he's interviewed everybody from um, Mother Teresa to Placido Domingo, you know, he's interviewed Donald Trump. um, And he did the only English interview with Pope Benedict XVI. So, you know, it's not just Catholics. He's he's interviewed Mel Gibson when he talked about the Passion of the Christ movie. Uh, so he's he's a very interesting guy, and he has also written books, and also he has a bit of a, a, a career as a singer as well. He has a Christmas album, and he goes on tour at Christmas time, and he sings. And so um, he <clears throat> yeah he's he's a very entertaining guy, and and very charming, but also hard hitting. So I'm very interested to see what his presentation is going to yield, but I'm sure uh, it's going to be exciting and entertaining.
0: We're talking with Kate (laughs) Mackra, and she's with Cleveland Right to Life, and we're talking about the Bring America Back to Life Pro-Life Convention that's March 8th and 9th, right here at the Embassy Suites in Independence. And you can register at the uh, Cleveland Right to Life website. Also, is there a secondary website directly for Bring America Back to Life, or how do folks log on to register?
1: Yes, Chris. So actually, we do have our own uh, convention website, and it's bringingamericabacktolife.org. Back to Life org. That's bringingamericabacktolife.org. America Back to Life org. And if you click on that, uh, you will you'll see there are several tabs at the top, and uh, one of the tabs is registration. And so you can just click on the registration tab there, and it will give you um, all the different options there for the in person attendance. Um, we would recommend that you do that as soon as possible because the convention is next week. And I would also like to take the opportunity to mention that there are uh, folks who may not be able to attend in person, and we do also offer a live stream option as well. So if people would like to hear our speakers, but maybe because of uh, physical limitations or, or they're just unable to physically be at the hotel to take in the convention personally, they can register for our live stream and they can do that also on on the registration page on our on our website at bringing america back to life just there's a a big red button that says click here to register for our live stream so we're trying to we're trying to make this as accessible as possible to everybody
0: well that's right and i do see where there is an order of registration. If you wanted to hear just the speakers only on Friday and Saturday, there's a cost for that. If you wanted to add the breakfast, the lunch, and the dinner, so it's kind of a la carte that way. And so, it, But if you wanted to do, register for the full convention both days, starting uh, from the breakfast on Friday through Saturday night's dinner, how much is that?
1: Okay, you're going to have to make me do some quick math here. <laughs> okay, it is, well, so that we... We purposely made the speakers passes uh, very affordable, and I believe we've kept that price at twenty five dollars for years and years. And um, that you know we we do we do that because we want people to attend. So, if you just want to come, as you just mentioned, Chris, and and just take in the speakers with without any of the food options, you're certainly welcome to do that. It's only twenty five dollars for each day, and um, so that is so that's only twenty five dollars. If you would like to add breakfast, for example, that's another twenty-five dollars uh, for breakfast. So that there's fifty right there. If you would like to add lunch as well, that's thirty. And if you'd like to add dinner, that's sixty. So uh, that's one hundred and fifty dollars. Is that right? Nine nine five. One hundred and forty dollars. Excuse me. So yes, if you wanted to come and and take advantage of the whole the whole shebang the speakers, and every and every single meal from breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it would be $140. But again, the meals are, are not mandatory. You can mix and match however way you want. So a lot of people come, um, they eat breakfast at home, and then they will just purchase the lunch and dinner, and that's perfectly okay. So we just want to get folks in the door so they have an opportunity to, to take in the convention. So we, we try to make it as affordable as possible for folks.
0: And again, we're talking about the Bring America Back to Life Pro-Life Convention right here in the greater Cleveland area at the Embassy Suites and Independence. That's March 8th and 9th. And, uh, again, it starts on Friday morning with the breakfast and the speaker and then runs through Saturday night. So if you wanted to come and spend a two-day, there's actually rooms at the hotel. You can get a room at the hotel and then uh, participate in the convention for both days. Great speakers that are going to be there. We've talked about some of them, including Mark Harrington. Dr. David Prentice will be there. Uh, Bob France from WHK will be the MC for the uh, two-day event uh, for the dinner program. Uh, Mark is, uh was referenced his course nationally known with the FBI raid on his home uh, because he was uh, uh, basically uh, protesting an abortion clinic, and from that he was uh, fo- uh, focused on uh, Chloe, Clo, uh, Chloe Cole, who was actually the young lady who gave the tremendous testimony at the Ohio State House uh supporting House Bill 68 which would ban transgender ideology in the public schools and ban surgeries and uh also men playing in women's sports uh that bill House Bill 68 she came in gave a, te- a tremendous testimony. She is going to be speaking at this convention, so there's a lot of great speakers that are coming, and so you don't want to miss it. Again, Bring America Back to Life Pro-Life Convention, that's March 8th and 9th at the Embassy Suites in Independence, and again, you can register for the event. Uh, What's that website again?
1: It's bringingamericabacktolife.org. Again, that's... America back to life.org.
0: That's right. And so is there a phone number also people can call? In fact, I do see one here. You could call 440-529-4836. Again, that's Cleveland Right to Life. We'll help you to register over the phone if you'd like to do it that way. Again, that's 440 529 4836. There will also be vendors. There's a lot of display tables from different organizations that you could spend some time during the breaks uh, to check some of the sponsors and the vendors that have come. And so that's a great way to engage with people as well. Again, the Bring America Back to Life Pro-Life Convention. So, Kate, this is uh, the 15th annual. You have been Executive Director for a few years. Tell us, uh, let's see, this is your third or fourth? What is this? for it, As yes, Director. This
1: is my third. It's my third, yes,
0: sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Uh, so Molly and the, the whole team, of course, will be there. And uh, I love the music that you provide during the dinner program. There's uh, local uh, high schools who bring in their music teams with the youth, and it's always very moving, and they're very gifted. Uh, and so you don't want to miss that as well. So there's music, uh, there's, you know, inspiring messages, and I think of the great speakers you've had over the years, so uh, it's always been a great event and well-attended, so again, and the food is always good at the Embassy Suites as well. The, the staff there always do a great job, and so, folks, yeah, it's yeah. the full ticket is what, like $150 for both days, but again, if you wanted to break it down, uh, if you have a budget right now, like a lot of people do, you can a la carte these things, you know, speakers, maybe you add the lunch or dinner if you can't make it to the breakfast, or, or you can. Can you know, make it Friday and you can't make it Saturday. So again, it's very user-friendly that way in registration. All of that is available on the website at bringamericabacktolife.org at, again, or phone 440-529-4836. And again, if uh, they can't pick up the line, leave your name and number, and they'll get right back to you. Kate, got some final thoughts about all this?
1: Yes. Well, thank you, Chris. And, yeah, it is an absolute blessing to be the executive director of Cleveland Right to Life. Uh, I really feel that God has called me to this position. And it, it really is an honor to work on this convention because uh, it has been brought to the fore by so many wonderful people. And there's so many dedicated people that work so hard to put this together. So I really hope that, that folks will come and, and check it out. But um, I, I think that particularly after what happened in November with issue one, I think it's important for pro-life folks like us, to to attend an event like this so they know that they're not alone. Because I think that the other side is trying to isolate us, to think that we're, you know, we're the ones on the, the fringe, we're the ones on the outside. And I think it's important for us to get together and have that, that sense of community. Okay, there's more of us than of them. And we just need to find our voice and we need to, to, to get the courage to speak out because otherwise, you know, we're going to be in some deep trouble. And this is the first step to doing that.
0: Well, um, there was a large gathering of pro-lifers at the March for Life in Washington, D.C. that came in from all across the country. Young people poured into buses and came to the streets down Pennsylvania Avenue once again in demonstration on the anniversary of Roe v. Wade that they are pro-life America. There were one million Ohioans who voted opposing Issue 1, which uh, was a radical abortion amendment in which I think yep. a lot of Ohio don't realize how radical it really is we actually have the worst abortion laws in the country right here in Ohio right now folks in fact tantamount to what is North Korea so folks uh getting it back is all starting with those baby steps steps back and it's Uh, winning that Generation X and Z, the younger generation. It's Bring America Back to Life convention. If you can't go, give them a contribution to support their effort in education of the young people. Kate, thanks for being my guest today, and God bless you for all you do for the cause of life.
1: Oh, thanks. Thanks, Chris, and you as well. God bless you.
0: And we'll be right back on the other side with a new uh, Classical Academy that's opening up in Northeast Ohio. Don't go away. We'll be talking about education.
2: long host of news and focus announcing my new book for their honor how the d-day prayer was added to the world war ii memorial this book tells the 11-year story of how one of the largest mass prayers in history was added to the world war ii memorial the d-day prayer was one of fdr's fireside chats but it stands alone as an incredible moment in american history the date was june 6 1944 operation overlord the d-day invasion of western france was already underway by the Allied Nations. News reports throughout the day were released from General Eisenhower's headquarters with short statements but with few details on what was happening with the landings and on the beaches of France. The American public anxiously awaited throughout the day to hear from President Roosevelt for more details on the historic invasion. What they heard that evening was a president inviting them to join him in prayer. This book will inspire and encourage your faith. You can order yours today at Amazon or Barnes & Noble.
3: On March 8th and 9th, Bob France returns to the Embassy Suites in Independence as the MC of the nationally acclaimed Bringing America Back to Life convention to introduce such renowned names as Raymond Arroyo, lead anchor for EWTN television news, David B. Wright, the founder of 40 Days for Life action that has impacted billions around the world, and Dr. Bill Lyle, whose work with the abortion pill reversal process has saved many babies' lives. This 15th annual convention is presented by the Kurtz Brothers. Join us as we host one of the most significant educational platforms in the nation designed to equip and engage all those involved in this, the greatest civil rights issue of all times, the right to life. By prayer action, voting and education, Cleveland Rights to Life is paving the way back to life. Please help us bring America back to life on march 8th and 9th for ticket information and booth registration go to bringingamericabacktolife.org or call 440-529-4836 440-529-4836 hurry tickets are limited and are going fast
0: and it is all about education, and it's about teaching our youth and raising them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, and it begins with the ABCs of education. We can all see what's happening in public education in recent years, and how alarming that is of what our young people are being exposed to, even in the kindergarten and early elementary levels of education. And um, the Bible says, "As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he." And if we're going to uh, affect the next generation, it's going to be with that e- through education. So I'm really delighted to talk to our next guest about a very fantastic school that's opening in Northeast Ohio. It's the Northeast Ohio Classical Academy. This is K through five to get started. It's going to expand to K through twelve, but their first year is this fall. Uh, they open in September. They have 350 students that they're accepting, and it is a public charter school, but it's Northeast Ohio Classical Academy, a classical public charter school, and it's from the Hillsdale College model. Well, if you know it's from Hillsdale, it's got to be good, right, uh, and conservative and and uh, actually learning what you're supposed to learn in school, which is the ABCs, the reading, writing, and arithmetic, but also classical education, of which our children are not learning currently. And it's just, it's a hodgepodge of what's out there in the public schools right now. In fact, I was sitting down with our oldest grandson over the weekend and his mother was listening as we as his grandparents were asking him about school. And he's a very bright young man. He's actually gifted... Uh, in science and math, and he's in some advanced classes. But we were a little alarmed by uh, the Greek mythology that he's that they're spending so much time on in sixth grade in Green City Schools. And it's like his mother was uh, shocked by that, and she was upset by that. So. Uh you know again on Sunday he's in Sunday school he's in church and he's raised in a Christian home but folks listen uh they have Monday through Friday to indoctrinate our children so don't uh you know don't be surprised when they come out as little Marxists, when they come out as little uh, you know, leftist dictators, and if, quite honestly, that's how we lost issue one, with 500,000 votes, 500,000 more votes uh, legalized abortion on demand in the state of Ohio after we overturned Roe v. Wade and legalized marijuana. Uh, the gateway uh, drug to uh, all drug abuse in in the state of Ohio. So how do we roll that back? Well, through education and public policy, the Ohio Christian Alliance is going to be working at the house. Uh, they're, they're not going to have just carte blanche authority to do what they want. They're all uh, happy about what they're doing, but we're going to fight them, okay? <laughs> we're going to, you know... I want to tell you something. One of the most stupid statements anyone can make, okay, no names please, you can't legislate morality. Nothing is more ridiculous than that, because it starts in in, uh, the Bible, in Exodus, when God gave the Ten Commandments. Okay, yes we do, we built it upon the moral law, and civil law is built upon the moral law, or you have absolute chaos. So uh, someone needs, I don't know, who coined that, or why somebody thinks that that's a, a novel statement in Christian circles. It's ridiculous is exactly what we need to be doing. Uh, we need to be leading the way, we need to be showing the way. The, the, the Ten Commandments themselves are are the framework of what we are to want. We can't achieve it, but it's what God expects. And so it lets you know where you've missed the mark. Uh, this is the fundamentals of education. Uh, but before I get uh, down that trail, I want to introduce our guest today. His name is Robert Anthony, and he's been doing some fine work in helping to put this school together, and I'm sure he's very excited about its launch in September, because it takes a few years to put all this together. He was the founding board president, uh, is the founding board president, again, of of Northeast Ohio Class School Academy. Robert, welcome to the program.
4: Chris, thanks so much. Appreciate being with you.
0: Well, uh, again, this is a very exciting moment for Northeast Ohio. The school opens in Copley, and I'm looking at some of your print literature. You actually have a physical building. Uh, you're ready to open the doors, and is it September is when uh, the, the school opens?
4: September third, yes,
0: sir. And you know what? I like that—that that it's actually September, not August. Okay, I've never been a fan of this August start for schools. Uh, the way you have it now. Uh, when we were kids, you always started in September. You'd always go through that Memorial Day uh, holiday, and then you'd get on the other side in September. And like the old school, right. the old uh, uh, song said, "See you in September," right? Uh, but I like sure. that. So, tell us about Northeast Ohio Classical Academy.
4: Well, Northeast Ohio Classical Academy is an American classical public charter school. And I say it that way because each of those four words, American classical and then public and charter, kind of describes uh, what we are in a a very short way. So classical has to do with our curriculum. You mentioned earlier that we're adopting the Hillsdale College curriculum. That's a curriculum that's uh, tried and true. It's been actually uh, uh, practiced for two and a half thousand years, back to the Greeks and Romans, and it went through the Renaissance, and it was really the basis of much of our Western, European, and also uh, American education system about until about 60 years ago when things started to go awry. So the classical education model, specifically in an American classical education model, is part of who we are and and why we're different. The Hillsdale College curriculum, think of it, if you will, as uh, three pillars. First pillar has to do with the curriculum itself, and that has to do with tried and true methods of teaching that go back uh, actually to the Renaissance period. You may be familiar with the trivium and the quadrivium. Basically, the trivium is is how... uh, how literature and how language arts is taught. It builds on grammar first, and then it brings in logic, putting the grammar pieces together in a complete sentence. Then it ends in rhetoric, the ability to speak clearly, concisely, and, and speak in a convincing way so you can be an articulate uh, student of the literatures. So that, that, that trivium is also married with the quadrivium, that's the four, that has to do more with the, the mathematics sciences. So it's reading, or excuse me, arithmetic, it's geometry, it's, it's things like uh, music, and it's also uh, things like uh, uh, geometry, if, if you will. So those four things plus the first three things kind of make up the pillar of the Western tradition in terms of how students have been taught for a long time, that, that uh, philosophy has been incorporated now into the Hillsdale curriculum. This is a curriculum that's been tried and true uh, throughout the last uh, 144 years at the college level. About uh, 15 years ago, the curriculum was offered and is still being offered through an initiative called the Barney Charter School Initiative to, to parents uh, online and also to homeschooling parents. That's also available to schools like ours who begin to uh, restore, if you will, this classical model uh, back into the the students uh, of today. So the curriculum is one.
0: And I want to uh, add add here, instruction in Western tradition through history, literature, philosophy, and fine arts. Study of the American literacy, moral, philosophical, political, and historical traditions. This is what our children are not getting in public schools today.
4: Correct. So the second two pillars you just mentioned briefly, the first one is the curriculum. The second one has to do with morals and ethics. Uh, we want to make sure that our students, once they go through this program and graduate, are not only literate and can do math and can do all the things that uh, all school children should be able to do, but they also want to be good people. So morals and ethics is a big part of this curriculum. It's in our daily uh, uh, regime, if you will. The school has seven virtues. Those virtues are constantly being reinforced in the students' minds through assemblies in the morning, and through the whole day, actually. So, so the virtuous person, the good person, is also what we're trying to uh, uh, you know, have as an output, if you will, to our education process. So that's the second pillar. The third one has to do with being a good citizen. What's civic responsibility? What does a good citizen do? What does a good citizen mean? How do you become a good citizen? And that goes back to the founders. Uh, back in the Northwest Ordinance times, uh, there was there was another name for these schools. They were called community schools. So each school built their own community, and around the center of that community was a school, and the school's purpose was to educate uh, the students. In these three pillars, in the same way that uh, people have been educating students for two and a half thousand years, the the founders were all versed in this uh, way of education. It was, again, a norm until about 60 years ago. And we somehow got astray on all of that. But the bottom line is those three pillars make up the curriculum. And it's got an American bent to it because we're in America. We're not in Europe or somewhere else. So the American classical is the first part of who we are and why we're different. Uh, public means we're funded by the state. This is a tuition-free school. There's no tuition. There's no application. This is simply an enrollment process that anybody that's eligible, assuming we have a seat available, is eligible to apply to the school or, excuse me, enroll in the school just like any other student would. Uh, any any student eligible K through 5 actually anywhere in the state could apply to our school. We're not expecting people from Cincinnati to apply. There's a good school down there that's part of this network, but we do expect students to probably be drawn from about a 20-mile radius around the loci of our school, which is, as you mentioned, in Copley Township, at the intersection of Route 18 and 77. So we're expecting within a 10 to 20-mile circle around that loci will be drawing students, and there's a broad-brushed group of students in that area that we anticipate would want to enroll, you know, in in our school.
0: And so, folks, let let, let, let me say something. Folks, you're listening, and you're wondering about where your child should go in November. Uh, After COVID, uh, there has been a real problem in Ohio public schools of children falling a full grade level behind in reading comprehension. Emphasis at this classical education is explicit instruction in phonics and grammar. And so if you want your child to get caught up uh, from where they lagged because of the shutdown of the schools, in fact, Governor DeWine in his State of the State address last year emphasized a thrust that we have to get our students back up to speed because across the board and across the state they had fallen a full grade level in reading comprehension, and when that happens, you know, you can't learn, you can't keep pace, and so our still students are still struggling, and so if you're looking for a, a tremendous, excellent education for your student, this is the school for you. Go on. I'm sorry, Bob.
4: Well, th- thank you for that. Uh, so that hopefully gives your listeners a uh, at least an overview of of the three things that we think make us different. But the last one I'll mention briefly, it's a it's a you know a public charter school. What does charter mean? Charter is simply a contract uh, that we have with the state of Ohio that says in effect we will comply with the testing standards and we will comply with the educational uh, expectations that the state has placed. Uh, on students. In other words, we'll, we'll do what we're supposed to do to make sure students are educated. But we're going to do it in a very specific way. And that specific way is outlined in our charter. The charter is a legal document between us and the state that says very specifically how we're going to institute our way of teaching the students. And that goes back to the Hillsdale curriculum, it goes back to a number of other things that uh, are also part of our charter. It's about a 450 page document. And it's a a charter that was very well thought out and has been tried and true not only through the Millennium, but also through Hillsdale's Barney Charter School Initiative that now, as I mentioned earlier, is about 15 years old. So that charter gives us the ability to teach the students exactly how we tell the parents, they're the other beneficiary of this contract, and also how we've told the state. So you know what you're going to get. You know exactly what's going to happen to the kindergartners, you know what books they're going to read, you know what the lessons are. It's a fully integrated vertically and horizontal uh, curriculum. So it builds on each other, and it also builds throughout the day. Uh, so that's the, the last part. This charter is simply a contract, and we take it very seriously between us and the state and between us and the parents. Uh, so, so back to the, I guess, to the, to the main, at least one of the main points, Community school is really what we're trying to build, and that really builds around the idea of school choice. Uh, We believe parents deserve and children deserve a a choice in their education, but school choice is active choice. Say that again. School choice is active choice. These parents and these students, with our uh, with our collaboration and our uh, you know model of teaching students, have a really great opportunity to actually form the community in which their students are going to be educated. So it's a very proactive environment. We're building a community of parents and students around the curriculum that I just mentioned and those, and those three pillars. So we're expecting uh, students and, and parents to be proactive. Uh, we want to be totally transparent. We are. The, the, the charter, for example, is a public document. And we want to make sure that everybody understands exactly what we're going to be doing and how we're going to be doing it. We welcome parent participation. That's what I mean by school choice should be active choice. So that kind of rounds out, I think, at least the overview of your first question. Sorry for
0: being so long-winded. Oh, uh, thank you very much, Bob. We're talking to Bob Anthony. He's the founding board president of the Northeast Ohio Classical Academy, and I've been looking forward to this interview and to talking to Bob. In fact, I'm a little jealous. All of our kids are are grown, (laughs) all eight of them, of course, and they're all adults now, and we did a variety of education. Actually, the Northeast Ohio Classical Academy reminds me of one of the smaller church schools that we had for our, our students at one time very similar to the thrust of the importance of character building and civics and um, um, education, and we were very pleased with that school, However, that school didn't continue, and so that's what's great about this. And this is a tuition-free classical public charter school. Explain that. Now, I know that we've expanded school choice, that every student now can apply for those funds and go to the school with their choice, and uh, every student pretty much is um, uh, able to apply now for the funds that used to be uh, dependent upon a certain economic status. But now it seems like every student has some level of funding that they can apply for to go to the school of their choice. So explain to us a tuition-free K-12 class school, public school, charter school.
4: Well, the tuition-free part has to do with the fact that we're a public school. So public schools in Ohio, including ours, are funded by the state of Ohio primarily. There's some, there's some funding from the federal level, but not much. The difference between the, the funding that a, a classical public charter school like ours gets and the traditional public school is uh, our funding is about 70% of what the public schools get. There is money earmarked for that 70% with all the charter schools in the state. Uh, but it's a seventy percent versus hundred percent kind of a kind of an equation there. For example, we don't we don't receive any uh, property taxes to fund our schools, so we're really trying to do much more, and we can we can uh, demonstrate the fact that these schools do much better in terms of educating children on a number of metrics, but we're doing it with less. And the good news is, as you mentioned, the state of Ohio in this last budget cycle did earmark some more money for all the charter schools, public and private charter schools. We're the beneficiary of that. They've also earmarked what's called quality money. Uh, We're going to be able to apply for that quality money once we're open because of our affiliation with Hillsdale. The Hillsdale model is uh, tried and true. Uh, There are about 70 of these schools around the country. They're 10 or 12 in the, in the state of Ohio right now. We're the only one in Northeast Ohio. But that funding that we're receiving, we think we're doing a, a very good job at, at not only being prudent with the funds we're receiving, but also making the best use of those funds in terms of educating, educating the children. That's really what we're all about. So because we're a public school, there's no tuition. It's tuition-free. It's a situation where people don't apply. There's no application. You simply enroll. You can go to our website right now and enroll online. Uh, There's a series of forms you have to fill out, just like you would fill out if you were going into a new public school system, either for the first time or if you had moved. So it's, it's not an application process, an enrollment process. It's very transparent. It's very normal. And as long as we have a seat, and right now, as you mentioned earlier, we're we're anticipating opening with 350 uh, students. will be three kindergarten grades and three first grades, and then two wide, a K, or second, third, fourth, and fifth. And then we plan to add uh, one grade per year until we're K through 12. So if, if you're interested, uh, it's, it's easy to enroll online. We encourage people to do that. Uh, we're already up to about 150 pre-enrolled uh, students at this point. So we're, we're anticipating that the, uh, the, the seats will be filled. We certainly hope they will come uh, September 3rd.
0: And that so website, little, uh, go ahead and give us that website, Bob.
4: The website is www.neocacademy.org. neocacademy.org. And you can, uh, I think we think it's easy to navigate. If, if not, let me know. Uh, but there's a number of ways to uh, get to the application forms. The and, home page has a, has a button that'll take you directly there.
0: And there's a phone number to call, too, and that's 330-571-0574. Again, if you have questions about the Northeast Ohio Classical Academy and the fall enrollment, you can call 330-571-0574. Well, Bob, this is uh, this is great. I mean, it's, you know, a lot of folks are very excited about this school opening and what it means, and for school choice in our area, at least for the students that will be attending here. And uh, the expansion of the school again, starting K through five, but adding a a grade level each year. uh, I think there's going to be some really exciting, excited students and parents that they're enrolling in this program. Tell us about some of the folks that you've talked to that are are really excited about this option, and they've been looking for a Hillsdale uh, Classical Education School. What have they told you?
4: Well, there's there's a number of things. as far as, the, I guess, the demographics of who we expect to reach and, and the reasons we think they're going to be reaching out to us, we're expecting to have a, a broad-brushed uh, appeal. And by that, I mean, you know, there are, for whatever reason, uh, we feel a number of, of uh, parents and students that are just not happy with their current public school education. They feel it's you know, no longer educating the students in, in the best interest of the students or so anticipating uh, you know, some people coming from that cohort. There's another cohort of, of folks that have been homeschooling their, their children. God bless them. They do a great job, but it's a very tough job. And uh, we hope that we'll be able to provide some relief for those, those parents that may have started and are now looking to continue uh, that kind of homeschooling curriculum and model, if you will, back to the Hillsdale three pillars that they've already started. So we're expecting to have people from that cohort uh, join us as well. There's a third area that we, we expect probably some folks that, uh, while they may like uh, their, their private school, their parochial school, they can simply no longer afford it. And uh, uh, if that's the case, there are a lot of, a lot of good schools out there in that, in that cohort, some much better than others. But if that's the case, if finances become uh, one of the drivers, back to our being a tuition-free school, we think we're going to get some, some folks uh, from that, that area as well. Awesome. So those are the three, three primary uh, places. Uh, as far as what people are saying, uh, you know, you can, you can look at the schools that are in Ohio uh, that are part of this network. The one I'll draw your listeners to... Uh, is the one in Cincinnati, Cincinnati Classical Academy. There's links to that that school on our on our website as well as the other uh, nine or ten that are available in the state. If you listen to their parents and you listen to some of the things that those those uh, those students are saying, and the, and the students actually from Hillsdale, the Hillsdale Network, it's it's the difference between uh, an education that's just basically designed to provide you a job as opposed to an education that's providing you to become a whole person, a a moral person, uh, a person of character, a person that actually understands and knows how to think, someone that's uh, certainly able to, uh, from a civics perspective, understand and know what it means to be a good citizen, and you aspire to do that. Okay. All those, all those, all those uh, testimonials are coming out more and more as these schools become more popular around, Our, around the country.
0: Thank you, Bob. We've run out of time. Again, Northeast Ohio Classical Academy. Look them up online at neocaacademy.org. And they're opening this fall. You have fall. been listening to News and Focus with your host, Chris Long, President of the Ohio Christian Alliance. To learn more about the issues that matter most to you and your family visit online at ohioca.org. That's ohioca.org. Thank you for listening. This program is brought to you by the Ohio Christian Alliance.